Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so here we go. Today, yes, we've got a thing. We're really excited about this interview. Oh my lord, we're getting this is like we're getting the guests of my dreams. Um, so we found this guy on on YouTube oh and everywhere else in the world because he's all over the fucking place. He's all over the place, and he looks cray cray. Yeah, in the best way. Way he just wrote a book called Ripped R- at Fifty. Ripped at Fifty, and uh, I think you may have even seen some of his videos um, where he's doing some wacky things in the wilderness. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he, we'll there's been into. a bunch of like BuzzFeed stories about him. Yeah. And he's been all over in the news yeah. and all over in everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. OK. And so his name is Troy Casey, yes. our friend Troy. And he goes by the certified health nut mm-hmm. on Instagram and, and everywhere. And um, during this time, it just really reminded me how important health is because it's really is the basis for like, you know, how we live life. But then also the yeah. virus and you know whatever i think also like a lot of people i'm sure our listeners uh, are in this we're not leaving our houses and we're sort of feeling like we need to get more active more energy yeah. more motion and it's really hard to do when things aren't open and you're not going out just randomly to go shopping or just yes. move your body you know uh, and, and disconnected so, and, yeah, and so talking connected. to him i really was like starting to get like here's a guy who's over the age of 50 i think at this point he's like 54 or something mm-hmm. and uh he's fucking rocked yeah, yeah. like really like you know i think about my parents I, I hate to say this but like my parents at the age of 40 oh, I, yeah. I can remember them just being like you know just Sort of out of shape. Yeah, definitely. I feel like my mom is very in shape, and my dad is like yeah. seems elderly. And now look at us. <laughs> we're the fucking we're, same. We're on the path. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then not only that, but it's like he is in such good shape physically. But just the way when we interviewed with him, he, it's like 
he shows up he's spry and then it's like he could he has the stamina to want to podcast for yeah. like two and a half hours we could have gone on way longer but it's almost like how he's showing up in the world he looks yeah. he has joy in his eyes he's happy he's you know money is abundant all these things are abundant so it, it's undeniable that he has this like energy that is addicting yeah to, yep. to uh, the people around him which is awesome mm -hmm. it's like imagine feeling like you do on drugs without the drugs right yes so i mean that being said Ooh, uh, so excited. we're really excited to get into our sleeping bag this week with troy casey <laughs> to just start like this yeah how are you in this moment i'm so excited to be alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've oh, prayed man. for these moments for a long time i've been talking about the quantum leap in human consciousness and people are like no that'll never happen what, what are you talking about troy how, what do you mean quantum leap and next thing you know i was like 2020's coming i think this is it and uh i've been tasting the quantum leap ever since 2012 i went to the mayan temples and went to Peru and drank the ayahuasca and woke up to whatever level. And I was like, yeah, something's coming down the pipeline. And they're like, what do you mean, Troy? I've been lecturing about this for years. And quantum leap, what do you mean? Well, the, the presence of the quantum leap is here. Everybody's attention is on what's happening yeah. and the world. And I think the rest of the quantum leap is coming through the rest of the year. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. What do you expect then by saying uh, the quantum leap, the, the rest of it's coming this year? What what do you mean by that in, in your in your? Yeah, I mean, I had a vision in 2006. That's what's in the book as well. You know, working in the Amazon with the Shipibo Indians and drinking ayahuasca with the shamans down there. And, uh, you know, humanity makes it from the precipice of ecological disaster was the one vision I really saw. Like humanity lives in symbiotic relationship with nature and the earth and we stop cutting the care for AIDS and cancer down and the lungs of the planet down and oh. we start working in, you know, in tandem with each other. And it's not all just about oil and the fiat currency and the petrodollar and business and mm. which is synonymous with socialism, because if you look at corporate welfare and subsidies and stuff, you know, so it's all like. I've had to dismantle this since I come since I came out of the Amazon. I read John Perkins' book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, that details the IMF and the World Bank and kind of the way of the world mm -hmm. and how they go after oil and how they co-opted the American military to fight all these oil wars and proxy wars in the Sudan and Ethiopia and Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and Libya, which was a big crimes against humanity, and they tried to sell that as freedom, but that was Hillary Clinton and her whole crew. <laughs> I love you. I'm like, what the fuck were they doing over there? Oh, yeah, they were massacring <laughs> people, and now there's human slavery in Libya. <laughs> Bo's face and just so you know for context as the kids say like I, I fuck with you so like I'm uh, yeah. you know and we may have a lot of we definitely have listeners that may not even know what like ayahuasca is to I was just with. gonna say because all that said I'm, and done I'm, let's talk about ayahuasca yeah, yeah I was gonna say because I'm on I, not, not that I hate to pick teams but this this I, I, I would love your thoughts on this this does feel like a time now where it is like tribalism where I'm trying to figure out like whose mindset I can feel safe yeah. around and who's yeah. so I'm on the human team. Yeah. And then there's only one race here, the human race. Yeah. Dun, da -dun, dun, dun, da -dun, da -dun. And, the, and the more we realize that the more we'll be compassionate with each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we start working in cooperatives as opposed to competitionisms. <laughs> that's actually a word I've never heard before. <laughs> so, okay. What, I mean, we know, but what's ayahuasca? How would you explain it to, my the, mom. The, yeah. Explain it to my mom. In, in Ohio, okay, both great, mom and Ohio. Great question. So, mom. so I bet she's taken it. 
I hope so. So maybe your mom has a PC. You know, she's not one of these lefty weirdos out in California that <laughs> just uses Macs, right? Oh my God. The creative Mac. Right. Maybe mom's on a PC. Like Google Chrome. So, <laughs> I right? love Google, yeah. So mom, this is like a system defrag where you just hit the button and then the computer goes, whatever's you being used. Okay, let's optimize that. Whatever's not being used. Let's analyze whether this program needs to be sucking your life force energy out of you. Mm. You know, maybe you were raped as a kid or your dad yelled at you in 1982 for don't run out in the street. But those emotions are all harbored inside the gut. And then you put you put a protective emotional barrier around you. So there's levels of our dysfunction. Right. And so. Uh, the ayahuasca goes in there and goes, hey, let's look at these programs. This is taking up your life force energy. Do you want to forgive this person? Do you want to let go of that? Do you want to maybe you're not even acknowledging it, right? Mm. And we're talking about the, the worst of the worst that happens to us, and sure. we all have trauma. So it's going to pull out you know, that program and say, yeah, you were raped as a child or this problem or that problem or maybe not even that difficult. Maybe your perception of your mother dying and your father not honoring that and giving you a hug when you needed it the most and now you hate your dad and you're 45 years old. You're, cu you're coming too close to us now. <laughs> yeah, no, How, did you read this about me? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And maybe you want to let go of that shit, Yeah. right? So mom at home, so it's a system defrag. It's going to go in there. It's going to get all your files running great. And then you'll have more coherence so that you're out in the world and you're thinking more about your long-term survival. That, that's what comes out front. So that's on a metaphysical, spiritual level. And then I'll get into the physical level ask you, after you answer that question. I was just going to say, um, no, you totally threw me off right there. Uh, I was going to ask, is it, is it an actual plant? Like, how is it practically administered inside? Yeah, so let's go. In, that's, the, that's kind of the metaphysical side yeah. of it and, and kind of the esoteric way of it. it's going to heal you. So they consider it medicine. And I, a lot of this is in the book. There's details about this working with my, my mentor in the Amazon. It's medicine, plain and simple. It's gonna, you're going to drink it. It's going to penetrate the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines. But more importantly, it's going to go through the nervous system where we hold our beliefs. Mm. And it's like a system defrag. And so it's gonna, there's going to be a purgative process in the beginning. The shamans will start singing more lower vibrational guttural kind of first chakra songs. Mm -hmm. And it'll start, they'll sing it through the chakras of the body. And there'll be lots of purging and pooping and all like sorts of... Like throwing up, I've heard people throw up a lot. Or totally. Yeah. So you're just... There. Okay, so so um, first off, everything that you described before that part, mm -hmm. I think people would want to experience, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But they are scared of it. They're yeah. scared yeah. of I'm ayahuasca. I'm scared of it. And so, like, but listening to you, I'm like, well, I want to... I want a system defrag. I want to fucking. I want to get rid of Windows Optimize. Windows ninety four yeah. and plug Hello. in OS Catalina or whatever. Upgrade, it is. Baby. Yeah. But but, but like, it's also so there's scary. some there's some scary things. Yeah. yeah. So death. Yeah. Death of your shitty life. Yeah. The fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, death of your shitty life that you're hanging on to with a thin thread, right? So what what brought you? That shit go. What brought you to the point where you were going to do it? Like, because clearly there was a time when you didn't. Ah, good question. There's, there was a time when you didn't think this way. Yeah. So what brought you brought you to that? Yeah. Um, well, um, you know, I'd read about it, heard about it, um, you know, uh, researched it. And, you know, I started studying with Maori shaman from New Zealand back in 1999, right after I started doing a lot of serious meditation. And uh, 
the person that told me about them, they were like, yeah, they use sticks and stones and they're <laughs> 300 pounds and they step on you. And I was like, really? <laughs> w- when are they coming? You know? <laughs> and so I'm like the guy who kind of faces myself. And uh, so I've been working with them since 1999. So ayahuasca came on. Yeah, you puke and you shit and you feel amazing and you see God and you get rid of all your family hang-ups and so i'm like okay where sign me up amazon yeah There's piranhas and anacondas <laughs> down there and insects that'll kill me uh yeah sign me up baby you know so basically i was working with an, an herbal company and then the opportunity came down there when i when i went down there and uh, saw our facility and researched the, the the plants and and then the opportunity came one of his friends that he was in the bolivian revolution with you know, he in the 70s, in the 60s, because Amazon John had been down there for a long time. He was my business partner and my mentor in the herbs. Um, he said, go work with Scott. And so I went up river and, and met with Scott and he started talking about medicine. Right. I'm like, who's, who's this guy kidding? This is a fucking hallucinogenic drug. Yeah. And what are you talking about, dude? Well, that was when he picked me up from the airport. And by the time I did my first ceremony that night and had my first cup, I was like, oh, this is medicine, plain and simple. It's like a grandmother going through, hugging you, and you maybe you got a tummy ache, and you've been sick all week, and a fever, and the grandma comes and goes, "Come on, honey, just just puke it out, just get yeah. it out, you know, just let which like w- it's which, okay, everything's okay." Yeah. Unless that grandmother is the one that raped you <laughs> as a child. <laughs> That's true. That, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that happens. So it does. Um, but it's like that divine feminine mother just here to really nurture you and yeah if you got some shit in the tummy and the emotions have been locked up since 1982 just puking so this shit just unwraps you uh, unpackages all of that stuff allows you to really uh go face forward towards it but there's but not in a hokey dokey like oh let's do therapy for 20 years sure it's like Drink this cup of medicine. <laughs> don't let it miss your mouth. Get it down your neck, and you're gonna do 20 years of therapy in one night. Can wow. that can that make you like just like almost? Does it make you break down emotionally and and mm. mentally in a way that's like scary as fuck? All of the above. You oh. could see the devil, and you could see God, and some mm. people do, and both of those things are printed on the internet, and people have all sorts of illusions and ideas of the way their ayahuasca experience is gonna be. But no, everyone's different. So yeah. everyone has a completely different experience. Yeah. Some go to hell and some see God. Yeah. I'm scared because I a few years ago I used to do like kundalini yoga and I had like I feel like I saw the dark side and I could I was doing it like so much and then there was one day that I like saw a car drive on plants and I could like feel the plants get hurt and then yeah. I and then but I didn't have any support at the time yeah. of like I just had lived in a normal life from Pennsylvania so I didn't know like what this was happening in kundalini and a lot. It, it was and really terrifying. Shit. And I had to go see I went to go see this like shaman in portland and it the experience scared me so much that really i haven't like i've almost gone like the way other way because it's right. terrifying to it's terrifying. when you, and I, I see how people like honestly commit suicide that have these these situations because if you don't have the support and you feel like you're going crazy it's hard to like have these things and then carry on with normal life correct yeah so how do you stay like i guess grounded with also like you know you showed up on time you are quick to respond back to us like how do you kind of stay in the middle of the pendulum of like way out there but also yeah like how how do you make like regular like mundane life important as much as this open awakening uh idea of life 
Well, ayahuasca has streamlined me, streamlined my business, streamlined my relationships. Mm. I'm much more responsible with my energy. I'm responsible for the sum total of the all because I am the sum total of the all. And so how that rolls out in the physical structure, you know, we're an individual droplet of the consciousness of God or the consciousness of all. So I still got to show up. I got to feed myself. I got to take care of myself, make sure I get to sleep, make sure I do the same, all that stuff for my family. Uh, we live in a fiat currency debt slave system right now. <laughs> if I'm not good at that, <laughs> there's not much living in Los Angeles when organic food is the expense yeah. that it is and rents 4300 So I got to have my money game on point. That's a lot of people in Santa Monica, I think, that just don't have a home. And I feel bad for them because I think a lot of people spiritually are battling, but then it's hard to like make life happen. So that's I think a lot of homelessness is that, too, sometimes. Yeah, and, and I got flipped on the whole responsibility of the planet is mine. So I came out of the jungle with some powerful visions, and they've been unfolding ever since. Certified health nut. I was doing stand-up comedy, studying natural medicine, healing my own gut for many, many years. Certified health nut was born in the Amazon. My family, I wasn't married. I, my vision of my daughter came to me. She was my second child. And then my third vision was that humanity makes it. So all these un visions have been unfolding right before my eyes. And so I advocate... Uh, for to raise human consciousness is my mission and to change all systems. And then my vision is what I saw in the Amazon 2006 is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. If we, if you don't understand what an equitable system is, I have a one-way ticket to, li to Libya or Iraq for you, right? And then what people don't understand is people are fighting racism and they're fighting poverty and homelessness. But the fact of the matter is what is the root that mm -hmm. is holding humanity back. And I got very, very clear with that in the Amazon. Reading John Perkins' work on Confessions of an Economic Hitman, oil exploration, really understanding how our world and the money works. And again, I put all this stuff on the internet, on YouTube for, for a long time. People liked it, and they got a kick out of me working with the shamans and filming that. And it was exotic. But at the end of the day, they don't give a shit. They got to get to traffic get to work yeah. in a car they can't afford mm -hmm. shoveling shit in their in, in, in their mouth too tired to take care of their kids or do anything any better because of the way the systems are set up so i had to go back and re-engineer it and work with my mentors over the last 13 years and craft the message and 70 percent of the american people are obese or overweight one in three has can't one in two has cancer one in three has diabetes so the health statistics are there. So I wrote Ripped at 50, not that I'm God's gift to bodybuilding or physique or anything. It's just this is what one primal animal can do at 54 years old. And if I can do it and apply principles like sleep, like water, <laughs> like <laughs> organic food, like thinking and breathing and relationships, if I can do this applying these principles, then any animal primal animal out there which is all the human beings yeah on i want to face the planet and if we all just take care of our own little real estate the world will be a better place i agree sure Become the changed that's my message that's my very simple message and i have some other methodologies to get us off the current systems that we're on onto the next hmm. i want to go more into that but i also want to go back a second if we can go back in yep. time totally. to a place in time before this because you were not always this uh, how I don't even know how you would describe it awakened uh, uh, yeah, aligned that's, with a, your, that's yeah. a good analogy so you used to be a model yep and before while you were a model like I, I saw photos you're a handsome dude I did I don't Google know search what a lot I don't know yeah, what year that was <laughs> but I, but I, I was like oh this guy looks like your typical like you know you would be 
a model that you'd see in any catalog or on any commercial, like like a watch. Pr- I could see yeah. even like a like a high uh, yeah, fashion yeah, watch. Or, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. People like to call me a narcissist on <laughs> on uh, online too. So. Really? Just because of the way I looked. But okay, all right, that's fine. So you go from that. Were you a comic at that time as well, or did that come later? No, I started out. I was. Uh, well, I've always been a comic. <laughs> <laughs> You're born. When are you starting? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, yeah, when do we start to? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, it's again, it's in the book. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing as a, as a kid. You, you go to school. I was smart, so I I went to college. I was on my own, so I was 14. So I put myself through high school. I put myself through college. I was mm. incarcerated as a youth. I got out. I recognized that my freedom was like a really big thing. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I love life. Can we ask what you were incarcerated for? I got uh, I got arrested uh, and I had a sheet of acid, sheet of LSD on me. And um, I was so grateful to get arrested while I was still a, a juvenile because mm. I would have done a lot of years and this would <laughs> I probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Mm. And so uh, I got let out when I was 18 years old and uh, went back to my regular high school, graduated there. Novato High School in Marin. Big shout out to the Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> Murder Hornets. <laughs> so so then, uh, yeah, then I went to college and ended up in San Diego. And, and uh, you know, hey, how do you make money, Mr. You know, college counselor? And he's like, well, science and math degrees, you know, people tend to make more money in that. So I was like, all right, let me study science. And I like science. And, and then they're like, oh, you need all these math prerequisites. And I'm like, oh. Really? <laughs> My high school life was, wasn't good for calculus, so I had to start all over again. So I was kind of on the mm. slow track to the going nowhere <laughs> over there mm. in college. Mm. And then somebody said, hey, modeling. And I thought, oh, there's money, right? Uh, easy money, yeah. right? But I didn't know the psychological politics and mm. games and just weirdo sexual innuendos and all sorts of like layers of stuff. And... Uh, so I did it, and it was a great experience. And then it, again, all those experiences are are are, are in the book. And uh, but your question was, how did I go from that? And it, well, how do you how do you go from like what I think most people would look at as a male model or a model in general, living one type of lifestyle? It does seem to be all about selling, selling mm-hmm. an image, selling a body, selling the things that you're uh, wearing or the product that's in that. Thing. I mean, you're not modeling nothing. Right. You're modeling something, <laughs> right? You're and advertising, so, basically. Yeah. So yeah. you're in advertising, which is you know something that I've struggled with because uh, creativity and commerce is a very hard thing to bring together. Um, so now you're. That's the trick, man. Uh, yeah, it I'm is. Pretty good at. Yeah, it. yeah. you are. That you is the trick, are. though. But I mean, co- going from being a model and then transferring yourself into uh, someone who maybe takes themselves, I don't know, takes themselves or their image very seriously into a stand-up comic who sort of tears that down a bit, then going into this other awakened person who does ayahuasca and goes into this fitness and uh, open-minded thinking, which is the best way I could describe it to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck do you go through that? <laughs> that's that's a All big right. that's a big thing. Those are three different lifestyles. All right, let me, let me see if I can yeah. hammer that in because... Uh, yeah, that's my story. So what happened was is I got into the modeling. Modeling was awesome for educational purpose, m- meeting really great people, but the industry was just, it robbed my soul. And uh, and I didn't know it. I'm just like a guy trying to chase paper like everybody else is chasing paper and trying to fit in. And eventually I was just like, all right, well, this just doesn't work for me. And alcohol and drugs were free. Mm. So I was just like Miami. I crushed Miami and South Beach in the 90s. You know, I, <laughs> tol- I totally put that place on the map, me and my friends. 
And uh, and then, you know, Paris, New York, Tokyo. I mean, I was partying my ass off. I had a great time, right? Yeah. You know, there's no mistakes in life. Um, so, uh, but then I, eventually I had to wake up. And so I started uh, practicing Vipassana meditation. A lot of my friends and people around me, thank God, they were like, hey, you're wasting your potential, Troy. You got a lot of potential and you're wasting it. And I was like, really? You know, after hearing that a hundred times, you know, and everybody else is drinking too. They're they're drinking while they're telling me. Mm. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yep. you got something special, kid. I'm like, all right, okay. So I started listening to that, and then I tried to uh, change my career, and I want I moved to Los Angeles to start an acting career. I realized later on I should have just stayed here, you know, because then you start you start working on your acting career, and then they start looking at your resume. There's always an excuse, right? Oh, you're 35 and you don't have any um, credits. Oh um, yeah, great. You know, uh, and yeah. so after years of hearing that, I'm like. Great. Finally, um, I started doing, I was doing a lot of improv because um, all my acting, I, I was classically trained at uh, Santa Monica College. Really? Yeah, it's a great program. I spent two years from 97 to 99 there trying to sober up at that time. In 1999, I started sitting Vipassana meditation courses. They're 10 days in silence. So you want a lobotomy? <laughs> and we were talking about ayahuasca earlier. Ayahuasca is 50% of the work. If you don't have a spiritual practice or something that mm. can ground you in to the earth and um you know kundalini is kind of activating the energy vipassana is just dealing with whatever's there and getting to that root yeah and so it's a very you know it's 10 days sitting for 10 or 12 hours a Ooh. day in silence and you go someplace to do this yeah yeah what and if so someone sneezes yeah, the whole do you have to start all over? You actually really feel it. Really? You feel the vibrations, right? So all the hippies are like, yeah, your vibrations, dude, they're off. <laughs> you know, so you've got 100 people in the room, and somebody sneezes, and it's really like, boom, it wakes up your nervous system. Yeah. It's like a huge shock, you know, and they could be completely across the room. So vibrations are real. That person just gets carried out, and you see them in the dumpster later. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're done with that, I could imagine then, like, the first phone call you make is pro you could probably talk for, like, 30 minutes that day, and then you're like, ah, information overload. Like, I could imagine not talking for 10 minutes and then – or for 10 days and then – You can imagine that, I was just going to say, 10 we minutes We go from is noble silence to noble <laughs> chattering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That's that's crazy. Wow. How about you? And when I was two? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that's every minute of my life. <laughs> Me too. I'm that guy. Uh, but yeah, after 10 days, people just talk forever. And I sat 11 of those, and it's it's a real lobotomy. It's a real- You did that 11 times? 11 times. Dang. In six years. So that was a huge- So people say, oh, how did you wake up? And it's like, well, I did that. And, and, then, wow. and then I did the Maori shamanism, where they step on you and go through your- nerve centers and you start crying about they go into your gut with their elbow and they like pop it back to your spine oh, and you're like, oh yeah screaming yelling i've seen over six 60 exorcisms working with the mouse okay wait we need Literally. to hear more about this so what yeah. does it we're look talking like? doing the mashed potato and the <laughs> yeah, I've seen it all. So do people go in knowing or believing that there's a spirit in, in them? or They got cancer or this ailment or that ailment. I've seen everything. I've seen miracles up there, and I've seen, I've seen very, very sick people. And, um, and I've they work with their midwives, so they work with a lot of pregnant women, women trying having problems with fertility. Mm. Um, in fact, the hosts up there, uh, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on drugs and fertility, doctors to no avail their children are like 18 now i think they're graduating so they were indebted to the maori 
for forever. They hosted them for like 13 years in a row up in Topanga. Paul Paul Farah and Melissa um, Melissa Oliver. They're the big real estate moguls up in um, uh, South Malibu and, and Topanga. And so, you know, they couldn't get pregnant. And they worked with Papa Joe, and and uh, he since died. He was he was mm. m- my mentor, and, and he worked on me a lot as well. And then Atharangi and her son Terrence, and they've been coming up, and I've just been seeing miracles. So so Vipassana meditation, Maori shamanism, and then um, plant medicine in the Amazon. Those were my big three wake up calls, and part of my spiritual catalyst. And then my family now is my spiritual life, like my litmus test on how happy my wife is and how happy my children are. That's my success meter. That's my spiritual meter. That's like everything. Mm. And my commitment, and I remarried my ex-wife on ayahuasca last year. (laughs) What do you mean on ayahuasca? You need your own TV show. So you get divorced. (laughs) I don't know if TV's ready. (laughs) You get divorced, but then you realize that, you know, obviously probably time went by. You realize this is actually the person you wanted to be with again this was the right person. So you went, did you both go on ayahuasca and then in that process, get married and have an exorcism. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, whoa, that'd whoa, be whoa, the whoa. best wedding ever. Let me get this straight. So how long were you separated for? Okay. So the story goes like this. So we couldn't solve our problems. Uh, this was like 2016, 2017, everything for money. And you know, you, you know what it's like monetizing yourself as an artist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And I was just like, and I'm pretty good at it, but some things happen up and down in business and just expectation in male and female. Like, even though we think we're so evolved and like the women can go out and earn the money and the man can watch the kids, (laughs) we're not. Yeah. (laughs) We're not. And so she ended up, you know, hating me and blaming me for everything because she was good at her fashion industry business and and uh she but she hated it and she ended up hating me for mm. it mm. and even though i'm the great father and mr mom and all that no respect mm. <laughs> let me tell you no respect and so it was just kind of the conditioning that we, that we have mm-hmm. the, Di- the disney programming the prince charming yes and you know people don't understand my mother didn't start working till 1979 you know the cia worked with gloria steinem for feminism they wanted two people to enter into the tax structure People don't realize this stuff. Oh, my God. This is some deep shit, right? Uh Because people are like, feminism's great, man. Manifest destiny. Let women do whatever (laughs) they want. Fucking totally. Do whatever. Any human being out there, you want to cut off your penis and, you know, (laughs) sew in a vagina. Bo. uh, You can do whatever the fuck you want. I told you. It's okay. Thank you for this. I'm cool with that. (laughs) Right? Just don't tell me I got to get my fucking kids to cut their fucking penises off. All right? Right. I'll draw the line there. Right? But as far as women like doing anything, yeah, you guys are great. You're amazing. And you're the most amazing nurturers and hormonally connected to the children. How do I know that? Because I had kids. And no matter how much Mr. Mom I could play, they don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. As soon as mom comes through the door, whether she's exhausted from working or not, it's all about mom. And it's all about mom until she goes to bed. So hormonally, you know, women are the natural nurturers. But in our feminist climate today, you can't say that. Right. But I got a big fucking question because I'm a food activist. Who's watching the food? What happened to the food in 1983? What happened to the food in 1996? What have they been doing to the food? And then FYI, what happened to the kids? <laughs> what happened to 70% of the American people are obese or overweight? Why do we have childhood obesity? 
why we have childhood cancer right now. Food is medicine, and medicine is food. So what happened to the food? That's my big fucking question. Tell us. Well, the natural nurturers of the food weren't watching the food. They were working in the workforce. Uh, so as the, They as burned their fucking bras and made everybody else make their sandwiches. And now I have a beard because of like my hormones and stuff. <laughs> so the joke's on us because like yeah. truly I have like a like I'm growing a beard because I continue to eat dairy and I mess up and then I'm like I know what with this the is dairy. From. It's not the dairy. It's the dairy injected with the RHBST from Monsanto, a fucking synthetic hormone that makes you grow the beard. Yeah. Yeah, right? but I still like I still love like cheese pizza. So. Yeah, not child pornography. We won't get into that. So, so my advice <laughs> <Yeah>. is, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. It's a whole other. No, 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 no. It's a whole other. <laughs> okay, but my advice is is study Joel Salatin and his whole body of work. He was in Food Inc., but he has cows, and then he's got this little egg farmery thing that, on a truck that goes behind the cows. And then the bugs and the birds and they all poop on each other and they eat and it's like this happy polyface farms, like food is. Uh, yeah. Original food is food. Everything else that's on the commercial market and that's processed and it is not fucking food. It's poison, people. That's the bottom line. Spend the money on organic food. Eat. Uh, pay the farmer. Pay the doctor. Your choice. Pay now or pay later. Your choice. People get very like um emotional. Like I try to talk to my parents about this tribalism. Ideal- oh, yeah. Idealistic tribalism. We were like in Arby's and my dad has like a like a tremor on his hand and I was telling him about like the food he wants to eat and and he was like shaking, being like, "This isn't true." And I'm like, "Okay." And so <laughs> pe- people are probably feeling emotions come up, but that's yeah, that's, it is true, guys. Food is medicine. Yeah. Hippocrates said that in the third century BC. We base our whole medical industry on this motherfucker, right? Food as med- let thy food be thy medicine <laughs> and thy medicine be thy food. And you take the Hippocratic Oak, you fucking doctor, and you don't know that shit and you don't <laughs> fucking put nutrition first and foremost. You idiot fuck that 12 that smart IQ has been programmed. You fucking dumb fuck. You fucking took the bait. You fucking I can't even fucking believe that. And I know you got a good heart. That's why you wanted to be a doctor in the first place. But you're fucking programmed by the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> and you're a fucking minion slave fucking yes. salesperson for the drug companies. That's what you are, Mr. Doctor, PhD, whatever fucking alphabet soup, Yale, fucking Harvard, made up oh my fucking God, I love you. made up fucking certificate that you have. And basically, if you're wearing a Harvard, Yale, fucking USC shirt, any of that stuff, that just means, and you're a doctor or a lawyer, that just means you got 12 years of indoctrination. Yeah, go eat an orange. <laughs> Be on the cover of Vanity Fair, you fucking shill. <laughs> oh my God, I just made him spit out his water. I love that. Um, I agree. We were, we, we were just having a conversation before all of this that like, for myself personally, I will not trust any leaders that don't include natural solutions in at least you know one of 30 things that they recommend. And yeah. it's scary to me during this time how people don't hold their leaders accountable to at least mention food, water, rest, nature. Like it's very weird and scary. But we don't have to go into the whole like, you know, this time. I mean, this is a whole other separate thing. No, um, but that's that's, that's actually a good litmus test. Because where are our leaders today? People are, you know, they're so happy that I'm speaking up on social media. Actually, and then there's the other half that are fucking, fuck you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're fucking full of shit. Just put up, put on a mask and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Know. You know? What and, if we're, we're doing all of this with like one big mask? And, like, and I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, guys, I, it's the Constitution thing over here. I really like this free speech. Shut the fuck up, Troy. Put on a mask. <laughs> I'm like. You know, and then it's the First <laughs> Amendment, this 
Constitution thing that's and then it's backed by the Second Amendment. And do you guys know anything about that? Shut up, Troy. We don't <laughs> want to hear your politics. Fuck you. You're a Trump supporter. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like, what? I I didn't even say anything about the orange man. Bad. I. What, what are you guys doing to me? You guys are throwing me under the bus. It is weird now that if you just post anything like bananas are a great source of potassium, they're like, you <laughs> fucking love Trump, you like QAnon freak. And so like, <laughs> like I, I, I agree with that. And I think that this is a time where I think you'll be this is a great time for your book to come out because I think more people are agreeing that health, no matter what we're doing or fighting, is important. So I think that we're that's crushing it in business. Right good, now good, on good, every good. fucking level. It's amazing because let me tell you, this comes from a guy pushing boulders up hills for years and years. And hey, you got any scientific proof? Are you a doctor? Oh hey, yeah. How can you tell people to go to bed at ten and that's going to restore their <laughs> body? Are you a Are you a scientist? Huh? You got any empirical, peer-reviewed data? Oh God, research yeah. bias fucking for us to read through like we don't even read it we just want the link and then we don't read the link and <laughs> and that you do and we just like to argue for the sake of arguing you got any of that and like i'm a huge fan as well which is probably in your you know world or whatever of medical medium and yeah. and and i see i'm like i don't care what the science says sometimes when i see the pictures of people that have been really you know really sick and really ill and then they do this and they feel better like whatever when people are in their darkest hour if something helps why not try it and why not you know like maybe it will work and you'll get healthy so it's always because i know he does he has a lot of trolls against him and people trying to take him down because obviously like people don't like celery juice curing a lot of stuff because that's not that doesn't make a lot of people money yeah exactly but it's like i'll always take the human element like at least into consideration rather than just believe like not believing something yeah like let's go this is why I wrote the book, too. The book is based in first principles in physics. Like, if you don't have a platform to, like, do your little science project on or build a building, right? Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if you don't have a foundation, right, and whether you're healthy or sick, whether you're young or old, man or woman, everybody needs water. Yeah. Okay? Lots of research on circadian rhythms at UCLA and other universities. Get to bed at 10, 6 a.m., wake up, you know, maybe you're 8 to 7 hour, 9 hour guy, whatever. But those times for the human body to restore itself, that's that's fact, right? So organic food, that's what the body requires. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, optimizing your breathing mechanics, making sure that you have good cellular respiration. Girls that have cellulite out there, look no further than that. And uh know optimize your breathing mechanics you took a kundalini class you know that's a good entry point <laughs> i'll join you getting exorcism next time <laughs> right. um but yeah um you know these are basics forgive the persons that hurt you the most otherwise you're going to be carrying a lot of emotional weight with you yeah. into your deathbed and yeah. that can give you cancer too so so anyways these are just basics i have nine pillars of health and then seven factors of stress it's a good idea to understand where the stress that ruins your health is coming from like quantify it and identify it that way you can manage and mitigate it why do you think that uh what's your opinion on why people don't do this more why they don't search in this way they've been programmed plain and simple you got 12 years of industrial age school system the industrial age wants you to work as a cog in the wheel of their systems which is great for Manifest Destiny, but I think Manifest Destiny is like, all right, we fucking trashed the planet. Woo! Okay, <laughs> so let's let's go towards, I don't know, 
there's some things about Manifest Destiny that are great. It's like mind over matter, right? But there's other things with like, whoa, we got to slow down. Maybe we should go back to the laws of biomimicry. Let's work with nature. Let's work with bio. Let's optimize our human experience here on the planet. Let's go for heaven on earth instead of hell on earth. Let's see what happens there. I know you're trying to teach this, but do you think there's truly hope for most of humanity? Yes. I do too. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe not everyone. Maybe not everyone. Six percent of the population are psychopaths. How many? Six. Six. I heard. Oh, you're looking. You're looking at the circle right here. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a psychopath. Three. Three out of four people <laughs> yeah. in this room, and we were not, not telling you who that fourth person. I'm not is calling you a psychopath, but I, I think I am for sure. And Bo, you are. Bo might be I'm too. not. No. Narcissist. Very no. normal. <laughs> Everybody knows that about me. Um, there is hope. I think. I think there's hope because there's hope. because more people will start to see their parents you know dying of cancer or whatever i almost think that with like um the way that now we're canceling everyone for i wonder if in like 30 years we're going to start canceling people for like eating poorly and eating meat or eating whatever i don't no, know what we're going to do is let's reverse the cancel culture let's do the support culture yeah All right, here's joe and joe took care of his kids today and ate some organic food and i love that he's a good guy right? yeah. everybody else I, I my i postulate that altruism exists in the human heart, right? Everybody has the seeds of that. Um, I heard that psychologically there's 6% of the, the people have the capacity or the propensity for psychopath, which is the definition of psychopath is to do something bad to someone and feel good about that. Oh, uh, like, okay. Or this person's hurting and, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. You, know, you get off mm. on that. You get your rocks off on that, like mm. some BDSM or something like that. Oh, speaking of BDSM, <gasps> yes. I want to get into the porn <laughs> shit with you. No Ooh, fap. And it's called, you know, it's called no fap because, like, fap, 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 like the sound of jerking off. No, what? Yes. Oh, really? I yep. was wondering what I that is. I was looking it up. It's a, no, yes, F-A-P, I, I think F-A-P. it is because it's no fap's kind of weird. And it's like I know what it is, but I don't know what the fucking word I, means. It's, it's like fat, 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 like the sound so like of jerking, jerking off. off. Yep. Okay, so you have a very uh, a strong, strong position in this way. You don't watch any porn currently. And when did you stop, and why? I stopped at the end of April 2019. Oh, okay. I, I like to go off all my little addictions just so I can prove to myself I got balls and yeah. It's like starting meditating and you know just whatever. It's like let me just face myself and uh, I think uh, I like to stay off caffeine for as much as possible. Uh, I love tobacco and, and nicotine, but obviously uh, health risks. You know, there's other ways to take tobacco besides smoking. Uh, and I like little THC here and there. It really helped me with my children. Um, I was against it. You I mean you gave it to them? Is what you're saying? <laughs> oh my god, it's actually <laughs> funny. Once they started smoking weed, <laughs> well, that's funny. You like that? Like I've never done it. Hey, look, yeah. I know a lot of people that it's normal <laughs> for their kids. My son's 12 now. I I don't want to normalize, you know, any of that stuff when they're young. When they're 18, they can make their own decisions. You know, they want to hide it. I hide it from my parents or whatever. I I don't want too much hiding either. So I want to be as open as possible. Anyways, I got to cross that bridge. He's 12, sure, sure. so it's coming right now. Sure. So, But I'm not a huge advocate of letting kids smoke in their development a- age, et cetera. My point is, is talk, to talk about addiction and be honest and open because that's what I like to pride myself in my channel, my own experience. I can only You can only really speak from your own experience. Mm-hmm. So um, April, you know, I was back on the caffeine. I was, I was indulging in the smoke. I was actually using the South American hape, the tobacco that snuff that goes up the nose. And it was very good for me because 
I had black mold exposure, and the plants from the Amazon are antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, antiparasitic. And the hop, it fucking burns like a motherfucker. And I had brain fog Ooh. because of the mycotoxins in my body. I had black mold all in my apartment. Really? Mm. And I had five smart meters, so all that cell phone EMF pollution, which exacerbates and proliferates fungus. So I was a mess. So I did a year and a half of the hop, uh, it was very good for drying everything up, but also it got into my joints and I could feel it start like really drying everything up, ligaments mm. and tendons. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's get off the old nicotine, THC and, uh, caffeine and porn. Woo. Let me do it all. <laughs> so, so, Dude, so, so I'm fucking strong. Look at me. <laughs> so I understand caffeine and, uh, the only nicotine. one that stuck was yeah. porn. Yeah. So, so the only FYI. one that stuck, the only one that stuck was porn. <laughs> and, well, and I've been off each one of those for months at a time since a year and a couple months ago. So, but the number one that has stuck for the, the last year over a year was porn. And, uh, coronavirus came and I was back on the caffeine train and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you indulge, but, you got to be aware of everything that you're doing. And sure. all these things are very highly addicting, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what was it about porn in your position that you felt like was doing some damage? Because obviously when you say, oh, I stopped smoking, nobody asks like, oh, why? Yeah, like what does it they, do They to all understand. They all understand like, okay, yeah, it's bad for you, so you don't do it. So I'm, I'm going to walk you guys through this, and this is some real conscious shit, and it's only my mind, you know, of what consciousness I'm going through. So I got divorced and, you know, a lot of my friends are into polygamy and, and other things. And, um, I study sexual Kung Fu as well. <laughs> I like to be, I like to be open with my sexuality cause it's the most powerful thing that we possess as far as an energetic creative power. So, um, there was a certain part of me that was just like, oh yeah, maybe polygamy is better, you know, and my wife gets sick of me and I hate that and. I just want to have sex sometimes and maybe I just have an outlet over here and yeah. m- maybe I can entertain that. Well, I started dating and excuse me, um, Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm, I'm swiping uh, yes hey, right now. Hey, I, I, I almost I'm drinking th- say no more. I was going to say I almost throw up every time I think of Tinder too. So <laughs> Bumble. <bleh. laughs> so, uh, wow, these are new phenomenons, right? Cause I was married 12, 13 years, 2006, so I got married, and um, and I didn't, I wasn't the type of person that, I didn't believe in marriage, I married my ex-wife, she was a Korean national, and since 9-11, she had challenges with her visa, and she couldn't leave the country, even though she'd been here t- for 20 years, as a student, and then working for Calvin Klein, and uh, Donna Karan, and so, I was like, ah, I'll just marry you, I'm an American, you know, sure, I, you know, that's, that's my right, been there, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, people do it all the time. Right. Right. So I was like, so I didn't really believe in marriage. And then and then uh, we got married and we were having sex. And I was like, do you want to have kids? Because I came back from the Amazon, like really clear. I want to have kids. And she was like, yeah. And I think we conceived like on our wedding night. Hmm. So. And then I had other mentors that taught me about the, the, the covenant of family and marriage. And, and and so I started taking it a little bit more seriously but it wasn't completely serious and I was getting so much flack from her. I was just like, fuck, you know, I was dropping out, you know, she turned into the enemy. And mm. so when we got divorced, I'm like, Oh, 50 and free. Look at me. <laughs> and I started hitting up the apps and the girls, my age, they got a lot of 
stuff in the closet, man. Yeah. They got baggage, mm-hmm. like serious baggage. And I'm like, who? T-? And, they, and, and women in our day and age, a lot of women want to be in relationships. They don't want to be in open relationships. Right. So they tried to nail me down. I'm like, hey, hey, hold on. Time out over here. I just got out of a marriage, you know, a relationship. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm focused on my business. And that mm. was one thing I got clear. Because a lot of our arguments were around money. Mm. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking figure this shit out. Sure. So I focused on my business. And then these, I dated like maybe 10 or 15 women, you know, um, and I realized when I had sex with them, a lot of them, basically they all wanted relationships. Yeah. And I didn't have much to give. Parent, businessman, let me focus on that. And what I realized, there was no free lunches. Mm-hmm. Right Towards the end of my two-year divorce from my wife, I realized that uh, um, basically, let me go celibate because I'm not going to start a relationship. Some of the younger chicks, they're, they're not all tapped into what I'm doing. And, um, and then you know, I got a really strong personality as well. So it's like the older girls, I really wasn't interested in being married with them. So I just was like, time out. Mm-hmm. No more sex. Because there's no free lunch. I had sex with you know a handful of women and there was always something. Either something weird or something. Anyway, so I was just like, time out for me. If I'm a conscious human being, all right, let me figure out me first. Mm. So then... Uh, and then um, my wife started drinking. I did 5-MeO-DMT, which is a very powerful psychedelic, probably the most powerful to go meet God. It only takes like 20 minutes. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> um, like if you express lunch to meet God or something. Well, and the, you know, this is very readily available. I've got a great shaman locally here. It, it comes from a Sonoran desert toad. It's Why do I feel like cut to next week? We're like a desert bow and I yeah. are now. <laughs> like you, we have to be here. <laughs> you can watch all about it on Vice. So, so I worked with him and I was working with a client. And then I came out of that session going, whatever, I, and this is all in the book as well. Whatever I'm texting back to my wife, because now that we're divorced, it's like, fuck you. I don't want to do anything that you say, you know? Yeah. Oh, you got to take the kids here and, you know, da, 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 Fuck you. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I was like, whatever my 50% on that was, cut that shit out. Really? Right. Cause, cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think in this person, first of all, I didn't want a divorce. First of all, second of all, I want to keep my family together. Um, and so I was just like, oh, now we're apart and I have to listen to your bullshit? Nah, no, I don't. And so, um, so I said, all right, well, whatever that fight is, take that out because it's affecting the children. And then the next month, she started drinking ayahuasca with some other. I, my children go to Waldorf education, and there were some other parents that were ayahuasca's everywhere, you know. And so, and then she had a huge wake up call. And a few months after that, she wanted to do medicine with me. And so I called my my, my guy with the the toad shaman, the mm-hmm. bufo frog, the five meo DMT. She worked with him and had a great experience. And then we worked together, and I met God, and I was like, oh wow. And then I came back and she watched me unwind physically for like an hour. There was shit coming out of my nervous system. Really? He's shaking my it out right now. In my skull like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, all this primal shit. And half the stuff you see me do on my drunken monkey qigong on my, on my videos anyways. And I just kind of figured it out. And I made videos on my IGTV and, and my YouTube channel about this experience. And then... 
we kept hang. Then the book needed to come out because I've been working on it for four years, and I was like, "Boom! This is the year it comes out." And she's got a great mind. And she she hated the job that she was in, so I was like, "All right, let me pay you some money. Let me see if I can alleviate some of your pain." And then we started fighting too. And I said, "Look, because because I had to get my nuts back in place, right? When it comes to decision making, a man's got to figure it the fuck out." And I was deferring to the women, the wife, the woman in my life because. I live on the west side of L.A. <laughs> Everything's about the divine feminine. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, those are cute ideas and hippy-dippy-doo ideas, but the fact of the matter is they don't fucking work. Women don't want that fucking shit. They want a man to fucking show up, get their fucking nuts intact, and figure it out whether they fall on their fucking face. Right? That's what a woman really wants. And so, and so now I just tell my wife, don't fucking worry about anything. And by the way, you never have to fucking work a day in your life again. Your job is just to be pretty and take care of the fucking kids. <laughs> you want to say I'm fucking anti-feminist or something like that, or I'm a fucking misogynist? <laughs> you can say whatever you want out there in social media, but inside my house, we got fucking harmony. She's doing her inner work now, and we couldn't have done it. We couldn't have done it. People got to take care of their own side of the street. Mm -hmm. We could not have done the remarriage and any of this shit if she was not doing her deep internal work which I've based my life on for the last 30 years, whether I'm fucking good at it or not is, you know, that's a point of contention. But I show up and take responsibility for all my fucking psychological bullshit and my childhood traumas that I could easily impregnate onto you guys if you fucking cut me off in fucking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> on my way to work because my boyfriend make, makes me work. But yeah. <laughs> so basically Whoa. what I'm saying is take responsibility for yourself. My wife started doing her work. The medicine, you know, it does all the heavy lifting and then you keep showing up. She does hypnosis now and she's become an expert in it. And so both of us have showed up and that's where we're at right now. So um, the porn, it creeps in your mind. You want that bubble butt? You're chasing some other bubble butt, spread labia lips and fucking plundering it with fucking whatever <laughs> BDSM device. You, hey, that shit's fucking fun as hell. Lights up the nervous system. What kind of hormones and, and chemicals does it release? And how addicted am I to those chemicals? All right. I like to fuck with my addictions. I like to face them head on. Let me see how it works. So as soon as I got off of that and that wasn't in the way, then I started to fall in love with my wife again. Mm. And but before we had sex, because we got into a little kissing fest before I went camping last summer. And I was just like, man, I'd be like to be all up in that stuff. But I was like, hey, I learned a couple things about responsibility. And I said, if we're going to do the deed in the bed, we got to have a meeting about this because because uh, the second yeah. I have sex with her, she's going all her emotional stuff of lying me, and then she'll be holding me against, uh, holding that against me. I'm like, we're not going backwards. We're only going forwards. So I went camping for a couple of weeks, and then I came back, um, and I had a trip to Rhythmia in Costa Rica, which is a medical facility. They work with the, the Costa Rican government. Um, this guy was a drug addict, pain in the ass bar fights at Nobu and stuff like <laughs> rich guy and trying to get sober. Iboga woke him up and the moon told him to work with ayahuasca, not Iboga. And he opened up this center and sunk a <laughs> hundred million dollars into it. It's a state of the art, five-star coconut water on tap, colonic massage, like ayahuasca breathwork center. <laughs> and it's Sign like, me up. And the fucking place is amazing. 
And that this comes from a guy who's been working in the jungle, the Amazon, for 13 years. It's great working with the shamans down there, and I recommend the center I work with uh, down in Peru, Refugio Altiplano. But if you got the money to go to Rhythmia, um, it's five-star all the way. You can go deeper, faster, because all the creature comforts are lined up. The air conditioning mm -hmm. works. There's no insects. Uh, there's 20, 30 shamans around to help facilitate anything. Oh my gosh, but we need to go there. We could podcast while we get colonics. Uh, I'm I'm 100% in. I'm like, I, everything you're saying to me right now is like exactly where I've been on the the absolute edge of the cliff for this. Truly. You guys got to uh, go to Rhythmia. I'll hook that up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really, oh I gosh, really am wanting That's to amazing. do. I would cry. Wanting to do everything you're saying is right where I'm at right now. It's like I'm the before. I am the before, where it's like I really want the information. You yeah. can be ripped at fifty. You have six years. I would love to be. I would love to be. I, I was just talking to a friend of mine. I was like, "It's crazy that I've never, like, personally, I've never been in the best shape of my life." If that makes sense. Yeah. No, me Not neither. Like, I have had a time when I was in the best shape of my, but I haven't been where I really wanted to be. Me too. I just want to ever. Get, I want to get fucking ripped. Where you one feel time. good about your body? Oh, and where I've you're just like, like, go fuck yourself. I didn't think about anybody but myself yeah. right now. Like in the sense of like, I'm comp got, I, I'm confident. Let me tell you, that's well, in my template now. I've built back so much strength in my mind and, mm -hmm. and going through that divorce and galvanizing how a man should fit into this world, how a woman should, how we should move forward. And that's my statement. You want to fuck with me? Great. You don't want to fuck with me? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does it feel like to have like a beautiful body? It, well, it feels. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Give that a little moment, moment to like just breathe for a second. Say, say that again. What does it feel like to have? Because I don't know. You're acting as <laughs> like, 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 what's it like to be Tom Hanks? Like, you know, that's essentially in like the pretend version of like you know Beyonce, whatever confidence. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah everyone has a beautiful body. I have a beautiful. But like to really how Bo was talking about, where it feels really, where you like cherish your obliques and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think I've really ever had that feeling. So I wanted to know, like, from someone like you, because you do have you put effort and time into your you know your your temple my temple so what does yes. it feel like so first and foremost is perfection doesn't exist mm -hmm. right that's an illusion comparison is the thief of joy some smart guy said that way before me uh i think way before instagram too i think he said it back <laughs> a couple hundred years i think it was thomas jefferson <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy um so don't don't compare yourself to people, but if you apply the nine pillars of health in my book, so what are they? There's sleep, organic nutrition, high quality water, um, breathing mechanics, thinking. Thinking's catabolic. It will literally break your body down. Plus, if you have programs of, oh, people harmed me and I'm a victim, mm -hmm. it's going to break your body down long term. And so uh, your relationships, your connection to nature, being grounded into the earth, what does that mean? Uh, as men, women's important too, but again, back to the women, I think their main mission and goal in life is really to be the nurturers. And biologically, everybody wants to get laid at the hormonal level. We all want self-preservation is nature's first law. So everybody wants to get laid, right? That's the bottom line. And so you're the natural nurturers and women are the natural nurturers. If they choose to go down that natural path, yeah. Then, th then that is their job. For men, it's very important to figure out what their purpose is. And this is in the book as well. There's three exercises for it. You find your purpose from your heart's desire, not from your mind and how you want to monetize it. So I've got specific exercises in the book. And then you program your mind with your mission. My mission, 
My, my full mission is I am a humble, kind, and gentle man. My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. So it took me about you know, a few years to figure that out and crystallize that, maybe, maybe a good nine years maybe or so. Um, but that gives men a true north. That gives you a roadmap. Mm-hmm. That gives you, you wake up in the morning, you know what you're doing. At least you're doing a part of moving forward to your main dream. And then you make sure that everybody around you is on your dream team. If they're not, fire them. Yeah. Get them the fuck off. Sure. Don't let them waste any of your time. Time is precious, and we all have a spiritual path that we're on, and it's good to just get clear and stay on that. And then all the other health stuff that I have, whether it's gentle movement like Qigong or walking, your nutrition program, your movement program, your your water, all of that stuff is aligned with your big dream mm-hmm. and you don't fuck with it. So it's not this little diet paradigm and I got to count carrots and yeah. and celery <laughs> sticks and, and everything's going to be just fine. No, we're going to go in deep to all of it. You're going to face yourself, whether that's a little medicine here from the from the ayahuasca or the Maori or the bufo frog or whatever it is. And then you're going to go through those basic things and you're going to check the box and you're going to start moving through. If there's any blocks that are coming there that's fucking with your diet and your whole program, then we have to start looking into the the mental and emotional bodies. The mental constructs come in from our belief system and the emotions come from our trauma. So when we go back and kind of we face that again, Mm. those things don't have a stranglehold on us. That makes sense because I like, for example, like I feel really stuck where it's like I love juicing. I know that I do that, but I've gotten so far off that track that like every day I keep thinking the next morning I'm going to juice and like start lemon water. And then it's like the day happens and then you're still are like now I'm at Starbucks again. And like years can go by where nothing really changes. Well, do the lemon or the apple cider vinegar in the morning because that's easy. And then I, I'll figure out juicing for you. I, I got the liquid sunshine there, two scoops Ooh. of water and out the door so you don't have to think about it. And it's $2 as opposed to 14 down at the juice bar or 45 mm. minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. And I have a champion juicer at my house. We're moving. You can have it if you want. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're the sweetest. I want to cry of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But I don't use my champion anymore because it's 45 minutes of my time. And I've realized over the years that my time is so valuable yeah. right now. Yeah. So I'll pay for a juice or I take my liquid sunshine. I work with an organic superfood company out of Compton. We've been around for 27 years. What are they called? Uh, it's called Purium. Cool. Purium Health Products. And Shout out uh, Purium. Yeah. <laughs> Not Purim, the Jewish holiday that we celebrate. <laughs> no. What is Purim is like? Purim is, is, is debauchery, like an, isn't it? Yeah, like an evil man and you like shake uh, this thing and go that, boo when you say That would be a name. really bad name for a health I'm sure the marketing guys oh. kind of figured that because we've people have mistook uh, it for that. But Purium Health Products been around for 27 years. David Sandoval's company. We own farmland. We we grow organic heirloom wheatgrass from the Egyptian tombs, and so we got legit stuff. I have some here for you guys to taste after we're done. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yeah, I'll put you on my nutrition program. Okay, you'll lose. I need it. You'll lose 25 pounds in the first month. Really? Guaranteed. Okay. And then I'll coach you. Because I'm your boy. Oh, my 
my god that makes me want to cry yeah i really appreciate that because that's like i know in my heart that that's health and i don't know it's 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 annoying to like believe all these things but then yeah. your actions do otherwise and i really like we all like we joke about it because I, I do i am confident but really over the past two years i've gained like 50 pounds and uh-huh. i feel like it's it's hard to look down such a huge like thing and be like i need to lose this all instead of you know little progress here and there yeah can Bo be on the program with me too not that he needs to no i no, no no i'm I, i'm i can't tell you enough like i'm at that place yeah. I'm, I'm already making those changes I've got the easiest nutrition program yeah. for everyone. Really? Because okay, Because we've cool. got all the protein, fruits, and vegetables. All the enzymes are intact. It's all legit. Your bloodstream is going to go, wow, where's this been my whole entire life? Yeah. And then I'll walk you through the program. The biggest thing is it's anabolic. We have uh, pre-digested vegan amino acids that build muscle whether you work out or not. There's 37 clinical trials. They're using sports fitness, et cetera. Been on the market for almost 30 years. So that's kind of the game changer in our little juice cleanse program. Yeah. Um, that you basically live on. It's not a thing. It's a lifestyle. Right, right, yeah. So all your nutrition bases are covered, so you don't have to really think too much. You just have to source a good macro meal. I'm I'm a one meal a guy, one meal a day guy, but or you can have two meals, but just make sure that they're high quality. If it's meat and cheese, then make sure that you're doing Mm. Polyface Farms, Joel Salatin, Amish style butter and stuff like raw butter, dairy. Mm. It's you can source all that good stuff. Uh, but at least on the program that I'm going to put you on, you're going to do full 10 days off gluten and dairy. Oh. But you have all the nutrition. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And we're going to yeah. get you walking. Yeah. So you're not going to be thinking about it. Right. So you're just going to be out there every day or you come yeah. out to the beach and visit me and you get a bike. and you walk I'm really and ready. I'm really ready. We've been saying this for a couple of years and it's tough. It's tough to like be really ready. But, you know, yeah. I feel really ready. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's it, I'm getting over not feeling like good in my clothes and like, you know, I'm missing the normal kind of like energetic me. So, yeah. 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 And so we just get you clear, do a little social media blast, hold yourself accountable. Yeah. We'll just keep walking you through the, the, the process and there is no bad or good and there is no falling on your face is good. Yeah. I basically failed my way to success. Yeah. Honestly. That's a good thing for people to hear because I think they think that it's Perfection. like everything has to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Comparison is a thief of joy. Everybody's got their best moments on Instagram and my poor life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a poop and film it and be like, eh. oh, my God, yeah. go, guys. Yeah. This will be for a whole separate thing. But I love when people are juicing and cleansing. I love hearing about people's poop. But not everyone wants to hear about this, about how like no. long and crazy they are and stuff yeah. like that. But that's for another time. And my and they're shaped like amazing. your colon. Yeah, I'm sure they're shaped beautifully. What? <laughs> It took a long time to get there, guys. And actually, my mentor, if you just Google it right now, he uh, developed the poopy policeman lineup. And it'll show you what, you know, diarrhea and all that stuff. So the poopy policeman is what you're after. Six inches, two and a half inches in diameter, brown earth tone color, not a lot of smell. My poop smells like roses, by the way. I bet. I've had friends that did a parasite cleanse and genuinely had worms in their poo. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. I want to switch gears. I have a question. This brings up a good point. Troy, everybody who ever interviews you asks the same fucking question. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a clickbait that they, they yeah. use, and we didn't want to use it. I don't want to use it with you. Right. So I just want one word answer, okay? Just do that, and then we're going to move on. And then people can go to your site if they want to. Yes. Okay, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> just shut up and answer this one question. Yes or no? I saw a video where you drank your own urine. Is that a thing that you did do? And do you do it often? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Amazing. But we won't use that as like the title or anything because nope, nope. we're better than that. We're not going to do that. Okay. That's it. I don't just, I don't want to hear it. We don't want to know you. more. That will nope. be for like episode two or something with him. If you need to know that information, go do your little clickbait shit, people. <laughs> yep. Um, Man, you've got some awesome things to say. I really appreciate everything you've said to us today. Uh, can you just let our listeners know where they can fucking find you? Yeah. And thank you, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, so Troy Casey, TroyCasey.com, RippedIt50Book.com. My Instagram is where I'm most active. Um, you can find me there. The link is in my bio for all my nutrition program and my breathwork course and my book, and et cetera. Um, YouTube. I mean, I've been on YouTube for since the beginning, 13 years, and uh, I got a ton of content. You can scroll back to 2006 when I first started. Actually, that my laughter is the best medicine is my first YouTube video on yeah. my certified health oh, nice. page. Nice. And then my second set, you got to watch them in you got to watch them uh, in the proper order. So my first set is the first video, laughter is the best medicine. My Andy Kaufman style, and, <laughs> and it's not copying andy it's just andy had a different mentality mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i live that um but that one's called uh uh yerk from uranus so <laughs> it's yerk with a j so that's part of the joke so jerk from uranus oh my gosh i love that is the name of that and you got to wait through the whole set because it's not as stupid as it seems you know right in the middle you know it's got a good character shift so you got to wait for the end to get all the punchlines and to really understand it <laughs> that's awesome um so you're booked ripped at 50 you can get that digitally you can get that also in book form right book at form. your site uh, uh, oh and i'm having uh i don't know if this comes out but i'm having an event in malibu um uh, at the point doom sterling farms uh this sunday and uh i'll have books available so if you ever see me in person or doing live events mm. on my instagram i'll have books to sign there Dude. available you're awesome. You're an angel. Thanks for being Earth here. Angel. It was so Thank great to you. talk to you. Mwah. New friends. Mwah. New friends. New friends. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you later. Yeah, baby. <sighs> wow. I just feel like I did a uh, daily workout that I've been doing for the last six months. Me too. But it was like really strenuous today. Yeah, which is like at this point now, if I just do a push-up, I feel good. Or walk 10 feet. He's so cool. I feel very hashtag grateful. I was going to say ripped. (laughs) I was going to say ripped at 39. Hashtag ripped at 50. Yeah. I don't even know how old I am. I don't know. That's so cool. What? I really don't. No, you do. No, I'm either 37, 38, or 39. I was born in 1982. Well, let's do the math. Someone else do it for me. You're 38. Oh, wow. So you're going to be 39? Well, I think so. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll be ripped at something. <laughs> you're going to be 39. Isn't that weird? And I have wow. like, no, yeah, I don't know. We won't get it. It's a whole other separate thing. Wow. Crazy to think. Oh, my gosh. I love Troy. I really hope that we could get on his coaching program because I feel like it'd be really good for us, Bo. Yeah. Come on. Uh, let's do this. You want to do it? Yeah. And maybe some people listening can do it along with us. Well, let's do this. Let's start it. And then if it's working for us, yeah. we'll put it out into the public. Mm-hmm. We'll just do it. We'll all do it together. Are you in, guys? Yeah.
yeah, they're all saying, yeah. Or no, they're changing. Uh, they're just like, <laughs> oh, no. I can tell the episode's ending, so we just went on to the next one. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to one of Troy's missions before okay. we leave because yeah, I forgot yeah, yeah. to ask about it. Oh, yeah, because there was a, a time that we jumped off mic and yes. we were kind of closing up and we got into another conversation, which often happens. And I wish we were recording. So, yes. So his big thing is instead of, you know, with all the, the political device going on and everything, he has... Um, set himself apart by saying that he would like to become the president of planet Earth in 2020. He's so running for president of planet Earth. We could just vote for him in our minds. But basically, the platform that he's all about, which I also feel like it's so cool to like have a statement like that so people know kind of like what you're about sure. so that they know that like what you're talking about and your actions come from that place. Sure. So his platform is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, you can learn more. It's really interesting. His um, talks on free energy and just permaculture, all that stuff. So I'm super into that. I'm voting for him, President. <laughs> A planet Earth. Planet Earth. Pope. Yeah. yeah. I remember him oh, saying shit. Pope. The, the good kind of Pope. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm running for Pope, the President pope of Planet Earth. Touch your children. Oh boy. Do you think yeah. the Pope actually touches oh, children? Oh, without a doubt. And look at like all the devil worship hands that he's giving. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he just really likes ACDC. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, hey, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Holy shit. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Woo! This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB, and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at Campfire Shit Show, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.